And you did COVID nursing too, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I was, I always talk about that. I'm like, okay, we were like coding people with simple masks on unvaccinated, like. Hey friend, welcome to the Ready to Rise podcast with your host, me, Audrey Rose. This is the podcast all about taking your life to the next level. Join me on my journey as I create a life that I'm obsessed to wake up for every day. I hope that you are ready to create a life that you really, really love. Are you ready to rise? Hey friend. So I'm doing an episode today on nursing burnout and I wanted to talk to another nurse, especially somebody who's been through COVID, um, like most of us have, but specifically doing COVID bedside nursing. And so Ashley's coming on the podcast today. She is a newer nurse who's done a lot of critical care type nursing, and she did COVID bedside nursing for a while. So I'm really excited to have her on and just chat about how our career can easily lead to burnout and kind of the ways to notice that and try to negate it. So I am pretty obsessed with this episode, and I know that you will be too. So yeah, let's chat about burnout. Do you want to like do a little introduction kind of thing where you can kind of tell us where you work and stuff like that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just in general, I don't, I won't go crazy just cause this could totally get long, but, um, <laughs> so I started, I didn't initially become a nurse right away. I actually had got my undergrad in psychology. Mm. I, I knew that I wanted to make an impact and I wanted to help people in some way, but I didn't exactly know what I wanted to do at that point. So I went in into psychology and then I ended up taking anatomy and physiology for fun because I just thought it was fun. So, such a fascinating topic. I know. <laughs> um, I just thought it was so interesting. So I ended up taking A&P and I was surrounded by all these nursing students uh, because who else takes A&P? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so my school had just gotten a nursing program. So I tried to swap, but I, there was a giant wait list. So I ended okay. up just sticking with psychology. I graduated that in 2014, I believe. Um, and then I just got all these random odd jobs. I had no idea what I wanted to do with a psychology degree. So I worked in biomedical manufacturing, oh, wow. uh, biomedical research, and then I I made a pivot, went into behavioral health for a short time. And then I ended up going back to nursing school. Finally, I found a program that aligned and got to got to go back. So I went back, what, 2018? Um, so I graduated in August of 2019. It was a it was accelerated like a rapid ah, master's fast. program. Yeah, it was a lot for 15 months. But um, so I graduated August 2019 and I started in the adult ICU in October of 2019. So I got off of orientation February of 2020. And then March 2020 came and COVID started. Um, so I actually, I, <laughs> such bad timing. Yeah, I was just like... <laughs> um, <laughs> it's kind of like a trial by fire. I feel like was kind of what what we experienced at that time. I mean, everyone, yeah, totally. So I volunteered in the COVID ICU because you wow. know I, I don't I don't have kids, and I know so many people do, and they were so worried to bring it home. So I'm like, well, I don't have that that burden right now. So I, I volunteered, and I ended up being there basically for the next year. Um, 
but very quickly burnt out like everyone else. Um, yeah, I bet. It's just with the with the patient ratios going up, mm-hmm. the increase in deaths per shift, and the increase in shifts in general. We were taking on usually four for 12 hour shifts or more, um, and then just fewer staff. So after about a year in the COVID ICU, I ended up, well, a year and a half, but a year in COVID, I ended up super burnt out and felt like I was just kind of keeping people alive, which is never what I went into nursing for. That's not my sole intention. It felt, yeah, (laughs) it feels, it felt like and it still feels this way in healthcare that we care a lot more about quantity of life rather yeah. than their, the quality of people's lives. Yeah. So I actually, right around this time too, was starting, I started my own podcast. So that kind of helped. We started talking about COVID, started talking about burnout and self-care. And I ended up making a job switch. So I went into an outpatient clinic back towards behavioral health for a short time. Uh, I worked at, it's essentially a methadone clinic. I liked the clientele, but hated the hours. It was super mismanaged um, and I wasn't challenged. So I lasted probably six months there. And now I am currently in the cardiac cath lab um, since These are September. Huge differences, by the way. <laughs> they they wow. really are. And oh it's God. been what? Two, two and a half years, essentially, that I've even been a nurse and I've had, yeah, three different jobs. I'm still in the cath lab right now. Um, but it has its own flaws, of course. So I'm I'm part-time there and I'm kind of pursuing some other stuff on the side to try and help nurses in, in different ways. A lot of your experiences during COVID, you know, had something to do with that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I I initially just just starting in the ICU in general, it felt very uh, stressful. It and nobody was around me talking about what was normal and what wasn't. I think that that and so often, especially for newer nurses, is that nobody tells them what's going to feel normal in those first six months, a year. We all just think that it, we're going to get into nursing and it's all going to feel really great. And so when I started and felt like, I'm, I'm an idiot. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I'm behind. I, I'm not good enough for this. When I started to feel those things, I just wondered if I was the only one feeling this way. So I kind of started the podcast to to speak, tell my story because I'm like I can't be the yeah. only one, and so really quickly I just started to hear from people like no 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 I feel this way too and nobody's talking about it so it helps to hear it out loud so that kind of helped just build a support network for me and then also I could do the same for other nurses yeah which is so needed right now that's like the big thing so how did you start to realize that you were burnt out since you didn't really know like like what you were just saying yeah. Uh, for me, I, there's a few things. And I think this, these are kind of the core things that go behind burnout, the big signs. I, tons of pre-shift anxiety, which I think is super normal in general when you're first starting out is to have that little, that worry about what kind of patient you're going to get, but it was, but it was every single shift. Um, and then I was dreading going to work all the time for every shift. Uh, and then beyond that, you get into things, even if you haven't been doing it for years, I think so many people think, that burnout is something that happens after 10, 20 years. Right. Early burnout is happening like more and more with nurses. Yep. So I started to feel like the, the compassion fatigue somewhat. Like I started to yeah. just get a little bit more like emotionally detached with my patients when I would usually feel more um, mm-hmm. and just tired, sick. All of those things started to happen 
more and more as as the time went on. So I just, I knew it wasn't right for me where I was right at that moment. Did you see like a shift in your behaviors, like dropping activities you used to do? I mean, obviously with working all of those shifts, you, I'm sure you did anyways, but yeah. on your days off, I mean, were you skipping workouts or just finding yourself like eating cookie dough from the refrigerator? Like that's like my big joke, um, stuff like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think that that happens so often. It it mirrors depression so, yeah. so closely that the symptoms of depression and the symptoms of burnout, I think go hand in hand because that's a component of burnout is, is that emotional detachment, the isolation, the loss of interest in things that you care about. It's all classic signs of depression as well. I think if we, we continue on the path that that's burning us out, we're all headed towards that same diagnosis. Like we're all headed towards more depressive behaviors because like, how can you handle all of that by yourself if you just keep doing the same thing over and over? So for sure, I would, I stopped working out the way that I normally was. I was definitely eating more like high reward foods, like things that just felt good, but didn't necessarily make my body feel very good. But I I just was reaching for anything, like any fast energy I could get because I was so tired. Yeah. Um, So yeah, all those kind of behaviors are were definitely there. I think we all did that. I mean, so many of us did that. And it's just, and it's like you were just saying where you can really feel alone, but once you start to ask around and and talk to other people, you realize it wasn't just you. I've been feeling almost like ashamed lately with my burnout story just at the beginning of COVID, I was on fire. You know, I worked so hard. I I wasn't feeling any fatigue. I could do multiple days in a row and I'd still work out every morning beforehand and eat really well. I lost a bunch of weight. And then now I've gained all of that weight back. I have such minimal energy and I'm not the same person at work that I used to be. And it makes me feel so upset with myself, but it's good to talk about it and realize that it's normal. And I think that that's something that nurses kind of have a lot of pride. So we don't always feel like we can say these things out loud and we can connect on this level. And I think sometimes we we think it makes us look weak, but it doesn't. It's such an important thing to like, how are you dealing with burnout? Like, what can I do for myself? And talking about it. Yeah. And I think the culture, unfortunately, the culture that we've built in nursing, I think is exactly that. It encourages this idea that we are like superhuman or that we can't show our emotions. So I honestly, the, the idea when people were calling nurses heroes, like, yes, nurses are amazing. But I think that that is, can be super dangerous Mm -hmm. because then we feel like, well, we're superheroes. So we can't feel this. We can't, we're too strong for this. We don't want to show any weakness when really we're actually just human beings doing really important work, but we forget about our human side so often. And we glorify things like these kind of self-harming behaviors, like working incredibly long stretches of shifts, never taking breaks, never going pee, never drinking water. We, we glorify that. And I think it leads to all of these behaviors. It leads to burnout. Mm-hmm. And yeah, exactly. How normal is it at the nurse's station? You know, when, Hey, here's a water. I grabbed myself one. Here's one for you. And it's like, no, I can't drink that. I'll have to pee too often. It's like, yes, exactly. oh my God, but no, but, but we should, or like after work, it's like, well, that was a really bad shift. Let's go get drunk together. And it's like oh, yeah. all these behaviors that are okay in moderation. Sure. But you know, as we find ourselves like coping and doing that, because that's like how we've learned to cope. And I, 
I'm really appreciative of this new kind of generation of nurses coming in. There's a lot of a lot of us now who are trying to spread this idea of self-care out there in the nursing community. And it's so important because we have to be sharing this new message and we have to kind of like flip it a little bit. Yeah. And it, we're good. there's going to be some resistance. There's going to be people I, you hear all the time, like, this is the way we've always done things. Like yes. that is, that's just what everyone says in nursing when that we can't accept that anymore. We, we definitely have to keep shifting this. So these, yeah, these kinds of conversations are so important. Um, and yeah, it is exactly what you're saying. It's amazing. This is what I talk about a lot too on, on my podcast is just that we have a big opportunity here. This new influx of nurses, we have this big opportunity to change nursing culture for the better because people are leaving, people are shifting. So all of these new nurses, newer nurses are the ones that are running units right now. So they have a chance to make that unit somewhere that has a really healthy culture rather than a toxic one. This is inspiring me so much right now. It's it's so true. And I love that. Like my unit in particular, like I'm so proud. Like as you and I are talking about this, I'm so proud. Like everybody on that unit has begun to shift the conversation and shift it into a healthier environment. And it's exactly what you said. There's all a bunch of brand new nurses and it's amazing. But I wish, you know, I hope that it can just continue to grow throughout the hospital. Um, I yeah. wanted to ask like, what kind of activities are you doing or like, how are you healing from your burnout besides obviously, you know, switching jobs and and that kind of thing? Yeah. So yeah, the easy, well, not the easiest, but the most obvious thing sometimes is just to make a change of some sort. So for me, I, I did shift in jobs. Um, but also it's a lot of stuff that happens outside of, of work, you know, because we are nurses, so we can't change the nature of the job, but we can change how we interact with that job and what we do outside of work. So big shifts are like prioritizing ourselves. So for me, I really tried to make sure that I was making sure that I took care of myself in some way, whether that was fitting in the workouts or eating food that actually made me feel good, not just something that gave me energy and then a crash. Um, Saying And big things are like saying no more, which doesn't feel right for us because we are so... We sacrifice ourselves so much that saying no feels really foreign. So boundaries became really huge. Um, And with that came building a really solid support network because you got to ask yourself who you're surrounding yourself with. So... So often I would work, you know, whole shifts. I worked nights when I was in the ICU. So I'd work all night and then we'd go out to breakfast. I was with all my nurse friends, which is great. But all that we would talk about is work. All we would complain about is work and everyone's burnt out. Everyone's angry. And then on the units, it, it can be toxic. So all of that social network that you have is all negative which doesn't make you feel good. So shifting who you're spending your time with at least a little bit can build build back up some of that confidence and some of that joy in life. Um, And then really big is mental health, I think, too. For me, I... I started to shift back to therapy. So I still go to therapy now. It really super helpful for me. Um, And just being honest with my my support network, like I was just saying, uh, telling them what's going on, telling them how I'm feeling, telling them what's been really hard, instead of just trying to pretend that nothing's wrong. Because I think we do that so often. We don't want to burden anyone else with our problems. Totally. So we don't talk about them. Yeah. But if you have someone safe, it's good to share. 
such a good point about having somebody safe and having that good community that you know you can talk to. And sometimes it's not people you work with, or sometimes it is just the people you work with. And, you know, it depends or, you know, it depends on maybe one family member is very supportive and one isn't. And it's really important to identify the right people to talk to, because I know a lot of us when COVID first happened and I won't go down this rabbit hole, but when COVID first happened, a lot of us online, we weren't necessarily seeking support, but I saw a lot of people just making comments about just being a COVID nurse and being tired and skipping a workout or whatever it was. And I saw a lot of responses like, that's your job. You signed up for this, you know? And, and so just a quick point out that that's not the person you're going to confide in. Right. So like find the people who are supporting you through this and people who realize what you're going through. For sure. And I saying that, you know, you don't want to be around people who are complaining about work too much, like your fellow nurses. That's one thing, but but our fellow nurses are our support network because they're the only yeah. ones that do understand exactly what this feels like. So it it's I totally agree that we need to like lean on the people who do understand and that can listen and can kind of feel the same thing as you. So lean on your nurse nurses and your nurse friends for sure just make sure that your whole conversation is not about how terrible things are all the time so true yeah you know skip the bar and the drinks and that whole thing and maybe just go on a nice hike in the sunshine and try to try to divert the conversation a little bit into some happy thoughts yeah or how things could change about you know what you can actually do about what's going on in the hospital or with your patients or whatever yeah have some hope in there Totally. And it's like the same thing like it is in the whole, you know, world, right? Where we feel like we're just one person, we can't make a difference, but it's not true because when we start to spread our joy and our positivity and the things that we're learning about burnout, other people can continue to spread it and do the same. So it could be a huge impact. Oh yeah. And nurse retention right now is is so important. They're they're trying yeah. hospitals are trying so hard to keep us that it's just like everywhere else that they're the culture of work is shifting it's it's shifting in nursing too so we we do have more power to speak out and say what is not okay at work and what we think we're worth or what our schedule should be we have a little bit more of that power to yeah. build a better workplace yeah i do think you're yeah, i totally agree it's like the conversation is starting to shift a little bit at a higher level as well where people are yeah. realizing like maybe they can't make us do all of this hard stuff anymore it's it's not sustainable what yeah. advice would you give to like um, a young burnt out nurse who's just kind of starting on her path to heal from burnout and she's, you know, doing her workouts, she's starting to eat better, but she still feels that low energy and she doesn't feel like it's going to change. Yeah. So continue, keep, keep continuing on the path you're going for sure. I know that it feels like it's not helping. It feels like it's not getting better, but just keep on it. But also look at a few things in your life, exactly kind of what we've been talking about. But but are there are there things that you can shift in your life at work or outside of work that can make it a little bit better? Is it a job change? It's never gonna hurt to look around. And nobody needs to know. You can right. see what's out there and maybe find something that fits you better. Or if you really love your job, maybe you need to ask for what you need or ask for what you want at work a little bit more set some better boundaries. I think so often newer nurses feel inclined to pick up all the extra shifts or 
do all of these extra things at work. And maybe that's not serving you. It might actually be harming you and burning you out faster than you want. Um, And then outside of that too, I think there's such value in making sure that you're building a side project, something for you that's not nursing. So for me, that was... I started a podcast. It's about nursing, but it's a totally different thing. It's separate and it's mine. It's a hobby. And it can also build into something more, but maybe build yourself some sort of hobby or business that fills you up, that has something to do with something else that's maybe not nursing. So find those hobbies and find the things that you care about that aren't all about nursing. So good. Yeah. We have to remember our own identity and it's not just found in our career. Yes. Yeah. We're human beings. We're Mm -hmm. not just nurses. Yes. Yes. And we're being not doing. I love that. All right. Before that thought, I just wanted to remind you guys to hit up gutpersonal.com to check out some of my favorite supplements for gut health. Don't forget to use that ready to rise code at the end to save yourself a little cash. Also doing a quick giveaway. Go check out the IG profile, my personal Instagram at Rose for all the details, but we have hit 100 episodes, as you know, last week, and I'm doing a really big giveaway of all of my favorite things. I want you to check it out. I hope you win it. It's going to be so much fun. Lots of fun stuff. Are you ready? Yes. Girl, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. I could literally just sit here. I think this is one of my favorite episodes ever, to be honest. Um, I always like, when I kind of get towards wrapping up, I always like to ask just for one self-care tip that you could share with the audience out of all the ones you've mentioned or you know anything, like what's your favorite? For me, I love to lean on my mental health. So that should always be the priority in my book. So self-care whatever that feel, feels like for you. It might be movement. It might be going to talk to someone, a therapist or a friend, uh, meditation, finding some hobby that serves your brain and serves your mental health, I think is one of the biggest self-care tips that we need. So good. I'm so happy you got to make it to another amazing episode of the Ready to Rise podcast. Don't hesitate to share this with a friend that needs to hear it. Send it straight to their DMs. Take a screenshot, throw it up in your stories, tag me in it at Hello Audrey Rose. And don't forget, if you leave a written review on the iTunes app, that also helps people find it. So if it resonates with you, help others find it. And I can't wait to hear how much you loved this awesome episode. Have a blessed day.